Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United States veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans welcome to today's edition of the no shave man cave friday night review i'm ellie jair i'm jay tilly and man i tell you what fox had it going pop locking in texas everything's bigger in texas whoo and so was the first round of your WWE draft. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought uh, it was a draft. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really, uh, a couple surprises for sure. Uh, I don't know how you want to do this show. Do you want to run down each card? Do you want to run down all the uh, all the picks to start with and we can talk about them and then kind of go through what, the four matches that were on the show or however many there were? Yeah. Yeah, we can, uh, yeah, just uh, we can roll through the, the picks and, uh, you know, so for the first round, you know, we could do it, you know, so today for those who don't have the, uh, 1999 per second executive streaming service, not a real thing. Uh, I'm rocking my number one pick for Monday night raw, um, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. So, uh, triple H comes out, his music hits Corpus Christi 
a very cool city if if uh you know you've never been it's a pretty historical city a lot of really cool um coastal type stuff great atmosphere very eclectic very cool and the crowd was feeling it and just to kind of set the stage the card basically was wrapped around the draft and the main event and everything else was like supporting uh a sport supporting actor award, right? So you had the main event, which was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Ones, the Usos. And if they didn't win, they were exiled to um, Ocean of Obscurity. The Ocean of Obscurity. So, uh, you know, he comes out, time to play the game, the green, black, everybody, and the crowd was popping and the way the crowd or the way it's set up is uh one half of the draft will go and a certain number of the superstars on smackdown and raw were eligible as well as selective members of the nxt roster and i can't wait until monday night to see who else gets yanked because i think they really did a good job of bolstering the roster with the uh nxt fans so Triple H comes up, he talks, words, 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 are you ready, are you ready? And, uh, you know, my uh, for those who don't have the uh, 1999 executive streaming service, not a real thing. Um, I've groomed my beard to be a cross between the Usos <laughs> meets Triple H meets um, the indie god Matt Cardona. I made a huge mistake. And um, <laughs> so he comes up. He's like, hey, Triple H mentions the first pick, blah, 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 blah. Are you ready? And uh, the crowd was like, yeah, whatever. He's like, are you ready? And the crowd, boom, hit. The first pick of the draft goes to Friday Night SmackDown. And they went with, and I found it kind of ironic mm -hmm. that they said, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa, and your tribal chief, Roman Frankenstein Reigns, uh, as one collective pick. Woo! Not uh, not too shabby. So the crowd is like, uh, no, no, no. And uh, you get a little bit of the you get a little bit of the uh, the uh, Roman Reigns entry music, and now it's um, Monday Monday Night Raw's pick. And like I was. I'm a huge Cody fan. Obviously, I had a custom shirt made, which is which is what I'm wearing. And I was just like, please don't be Cody. Please don't be Cody. But it only makes sense, right? Because he's not just because he's the American Nightmare and all this other stuff, but probably because he is so marketable, such a, you know, thing. Well, anyway, so uh, next thing you know, you hear the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. His music plays... It cuts, and he was like, and he, Triple H, is like, oh, my God, you were almost there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And you hear, whoa. So that was good stuff. First pick uh, for Friday Night SmackDown, probably because the amount of money that's associated with the Fox deal, they wanted Roman Reigns, um, so they got Roman. Second pick with uh, USA, which is um, the home of Monday Night Raw. A three-hour show, you get uh, the American Nightmare. Second pick for um, Raw is the man, Becky Lynch. Now, I, like, 
as picks are going, I'm thinking, okay, and the NFL draft is also going. So anytime a pick goes, now you have everybody in their war room, they're adjusting their board. So I'm thinking, okay, so the man is gone, which now means that uh, Seth Rollins is somewhere in someone's, you know, board. So you're, you know, so you're now, you know, jumping around. So first pick was Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa. Second pick was Cody Rhodes. Then you had um, the champ moving from Monday Night Raw to SmackDown, Bianca. And then you had the man getting drafted to Raw as uh, Becky Lynch gets pulled. So that was, um, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. And then you get Triple H introducing the Usos. The Usos music hits. They go through the is in your city, which I think was so cool, like awesome. Uh, then Sammy and Kevin come out and, you know, confront him. So it was like really confusing the draft yeah. with the show. And I was like, okay, keep your WWE brain on. Don't turn it off. Uh, stay dialed in. So um, what do you think of the draft picks so far? Uh, disappointed. Like, so I, it makes sense. Like I, I see Roman obviously going number one. But not having Cody and Roman on the same show tells me right there that they're going to give Cody that that world. Or he'll be in the chase for that title that he's never going to finish the story. Because Roman was the story, and he's not going to finish it now. So uh, I thought that that really hurt. I was like, oh, man. Like, I was hoping they'd get on the same brand so then we can continue that on. But m- maybe there's some backstage heat. I don't know. They obviously aren't going to work together again. So I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, Bianca going to SmackDown, I think, is probably going to be good. Although I was looking forward to Bianca Becky run, but I guess they're scratching that. So that's okay. Yeah, we've done that a couple of times. So, I mean, I think it's whatever with that one. And I liked how she said goodbye and that whole thing. Now, what does this tell you about what's going to happen with Judgment Day? Oh, they're going to stay on Raw. And they'll probably all be drafted to the same. So it'll be the Judgment Day, just like they did the OC later in the night. Um, So I think it'll be Judgment Day will go... But I think Rhea Ripley will go separate, and um, then they'll do a more respectful title swap because um, you're not going to take the red title over to the blue show and so on. So I think they'll have a more respectful, or may they they may 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 geez they may not do a, a public title exchange just to you know, or maybe they present new titles. That's I think what I was that say, would just be do cool. new titles. That's, yep. that's the way I would I think do it. That would be cool. Yep, I agree with you. I think that would be really cool. So, um, yeah. So now we roll into round two, and I like how they, you know, and just like with the NFL draft, uh, the commissioner announces all of the first round picks. So the thirty-two picks, blah blah blah. Everybody gets a hug, and um, then round second and three is the the commissioner's office executives. And then they bring like a publicity type thing, like whether it's a Hall of Famer they had, or like celebrity, some super fan yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, there you go. So the the place, the face that runs the place, like AJ Styles, kind of a thing. So we get round two comes out. RVD, Michael Hayes, and man, PS Michael Hayes, seeing him now and rem- remembering what he was back in the WCW days, uh, W World Class Championship Wrestling, WCCW days, like. Bad Street USA, like, man, um, trip down memory lane, right? So, uh, so 
um, RVD, and I thought it would be awesome if if he drafted himself, and then PS <laughs> Michael Hayes were to like, hey, whoa, you know that's you know that's not what we're here for. So um, so they talk, everything's really cool, and out they come. So we get the uh, the music hits, the whole effing show, everybody goes nuts, and we get Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins drafted together. Total swerve for me. Yep. Total swerve. Uh, But I dig it because now you can build on, hey, we're going to go our separate ways, um, even though we were drafted together and we won, and we'll get into the matches later. Um, But I thought, uh, all right, bet. So let's, uh, you know, let's see. Let's see what's going to come of that. RBD uh, starts talking, and now we're taking the Intercontinental title from Friday night and we're moving it to Monday night. Yeah, so I, I thought that was awesome. So now you have Gunther and Imperium moving to Monday Night Raw. So now you're bolstering the roster. You're bringing a legitimate champion, and not that uh, Austin Theory isn't a legitimate champion. It's just a different character, and now you're really changing what that what that roster is going to look like and what the you know, sort of theme. So now slowly we're like, okay, Monday is going to turn into like a workers show and which is, you know, historically not been the case. So now pick number four, uh, RVD. I, I liked how uh, RVD, you know, got to talk about this one because, you know, RVD <laughs> is sort of a play on the original. Bro. Bro. And uh, we get Raw is has chosen Matt Riddle to... Uh, to head over to um, head over to their show. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, no, no real surprise there. I was surprised the street profits going together. Uh, I thought that was interesting, specifically because the rumors were all that they were gonna, you know, split them up anyway. So I thought that was weird. Yeah, no other surprises. I, I didn't think I, I kind of expected Imperium to go, just because I think Gunther's gonna be in the run for that new title. Personally, I, I think he would be a good choice to win it, even. Um, but with them taking Cody, I think it's gonna go to Cody. But who knows? We'll see what happens. Like, if the plan is to make Cody chase it for a while, that'll be fine. I am curious. So, I think it's... I, I guess I got a little frustrated with the whole thing with... The talk was every superstar will be drafted on their own. But yet, almost every single one of these rounds had a group going together. And I, I kind of was like, well, kind of takes the suspense out of it now. Like, I would rather them not have done that. Just selected them individually. Because in the NFL, you don't go, hey, we're going to draft the... Uh, Four offensive line players from Alabama. No, you yeah. can't do that. Like, wait a minute. That's totally stacking the deck. Because yeah. it happens again, too, with the OC. And that, I guess that's the one that really stuck out to me. Is like, first of all, they haven't been on TV in months. But I guess we'll cover them when we get to them. But yeah, I, that was the only thing I didn't like. I didn't like the groups going. I would rather have seen the Street Profits, excuse me, broken up. But, I mean, Randy going, to, or not Randy, uh, RK Bro, Matt Riddle going to Bra Makes sense. I imagine that's where Sammy and... and uh, Kevin Owens will end up going. I imagine that's where the Uzos will end up going because you'll split the bloodline. Otherwise, you'd have just drafted them all together. Nothing in this round was like, oh, man, that's a big change other than Imperium. But again, I kind of in my head, which unfortunately we didn't get to do our draft that we wanted to do, but I would have taken Imperium there too because I want to see Gunther make a run for that heavyweight title. So like if you were on the board and um, your pick is next, you're so say, you know, sort of the pseudo obvious picks. You've got Roman Reigns, um, Cody Rhodes, you know, the, those are your first uh, first round picks. <clears throat> who 
Who would be? Who would you have chosen next? So, like my number two. Yeah. Mm. Kenny Omega. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, if who am I picking for, Raw or SmackDown? Uh, it would be Friday Night SmackDown. So I'm picking SmackDown. So Roman Reigns is my number one. So the first thing I'm going to think is, all right, who do I want to put him in a title run against? And see, that's the part that I'm having a hard time with is who are they going to line up as a babyface to take Roman Reigns' title? And Cody's already been taken, so he can't pick Cody. So I probably Seth Rollins. I would have probably taken Seth Rollins number two because then you can set up a program with Seth Rollins and Roman because I think Seth would be a good person to take Roman's title. Right. Because now you can roll the clock back and say, oh, hey, remember when you know we got turned on and we got this and we got that? Like, wait a minute. What do you mean we? And then you know, go into that whole thing. So um, the other thing I would be thinking or considering if I was drafting, how are you going to get Solo into a program as well? Yeah. So those would be the other, you know, other considerations. So the, so the other thought I would have is if I didn't want to go with somebody with an established, already set up storyline to go against Roman, uh, I'd probably go Braun Breaker because then it's somebody <clears throat> who comes in without a backing, bring him right in as a baby face and instantly kind of a credible threat to, uh, to Roman or Solo, even if you want to do a so, because they would put on a, a hell of a show. Yeah, those two together would be something else. So, so just like a little asterisk or caveat, whatever. Um, Braun Breaker is a heel right now and doing phenomenal work. But they do have some folks that are camera ready for the main roster. The Cameron Grimes would have been one. Cameron Grimes is really good, and you know I know um, uh, Carmelo Hayes is your uh, NXT champion, and we'll get into some of the other picks that are leaving um, NXT, but. Yeah, I would, uh, I definitely, you know, Braun Breaker would be someone who would jump, you know, jump, you know, onto my um, second pick, especially if you're, you want to take a flyer or you have a luxury pick because you, you know, like if you were Monday Night Raw, you're going to get two picks in the, um, in the first round. So, or second round or whatever, but yeah. Like I say, Rollins, but realistically, if, if Becky Lynch is staying on Raw, he's not going anywhere. So, he'll stay on Raw, which is a shame. Because that was another big talk was that he was going to have this good run with Roman. And right now, the way the drafts stacked up, who? Who's going to go against Roman? I guess we'll, it's probably a discussion we can get into later. But nobody they picked through these first four rounds, well, I went, oh, there's the next challenge for Roman. So that that's concerning. Like, is he going to be that much of a part-timer to where we're not going to see him at all? So I'm curious, unless they're planning on turning Solo against him. And now you're going to, but is Solo the guy that you're going to unseat? And now Friday night basically is going to go without a champion. Yep. Which now gives Austin Theory a little more stroke. That is, if Austin Theory makes it out of Backlash, your United States champion from that triple threat. Because, I mean, Mr. Nice Guy is uh, very, very credible. But then you draft Lashley, which, you know, sort of puts the writing on the wall. So mm -hmm. it's either Theory. Or I Mr. The nice same Guy. Thing. Yep. So I was like, golly, Bob, howdy burn. So yep. it'll uh, be we get Yeah, go yeah, I was just gonna say I saw the same thing when they when they did Lashley and they've moved the Intercontinental title to Raw, unless SmackDown takes Austin Theory next. I'm like, oh hmm, I wonder who's gonna win the US title coming out of Backlash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think if uh if Gunther gets drafted or the Brawling Brutes get drafted to Monday, Sheamus 
um, unseats Gunther. Gunther now is in the hunt for the world title. It's, um, you know, Cody, Gunther, and, you know, um, Seth Rollins for the, uh, for the world championship. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. I really like how the WWE tries to make us forget stuff, <laughs> and then they try and program us to remember stuff. Yep. So the WWE uh, gave us the blue pill to make us think... Not that blue pill. That Don't take the blue pill, Janice. That there was never anything between Cody and Roman wanting to finish the story. Yeah. However, however he's going to have a match with Brock Lesnar, which is essentially like now it's just a, a match to fill a card to main event, a card in Puerto Rico... Um, or it doesn't matter that it's in Puerto Rico, but to main event um, a show, which is now sort of um, it could go either way now because oh, if I just thought of something, it just yeah. So Brock Lesnar can't challenge for the United States title anymore, or the the Universal title. What if they're giving Brock the World title, World Heavyweight title? That's exactly what I was thinking. Because oh. now, yep. So he uh, he gets uh, racked and stacked, beat and pummeled, and um, yeah. So I was um, I felt a certain kind of way about that. So Brock, Brock beats Cody at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Brock gets into the tournament. Brock wins the tournament. Now the story becomes Cody overcoming Brock instead of overcoming Roman, which again <sighs> rolls into a consolation prize. Yep. Everybody gets a trophy, and um, yeah. So I. I'm a oh huge my god, Cody that's, fan. that's what's gonna happen, isn't it? That's how it's gonna go. It's gonna Cody's gonna get beat at Backlash. Cody will get So I think so I think Cody will win at Backlash. Okay. And get beat in the tournament. And then something hokey will happen and either Seth or Brock, and I would think and Brock isn't Brock has done a few interviews that said, Yeah, I'm not about titles, I'm about making an impact, making a difference. But Brock Lesnar is your inaugural world mm-hmm. champion. Um, certainly makes a difference, makes that title credible. Not that Cody being your first world champion isn't credible. Um, not that Seth Rollins being your first world champion isn't credible. But yeah, absolutely. So it's just like, man, you ever... Uh, so Sonic, when you go to Sonic, they uh, their food is wrapped in like tinfoil-based wrappers. And um, I've accidentally bitten into part of the wrapper and that like shock to your fillings when you bite into uh, a piece of aluminum that's what i felt when cody was drafted and i was like damn it my guy and it was almost like i wish cody wouldn't have been drafted till the later rounds like he was a big steal right and now you could like kind of spin the story but yeah so i was uh i was super frustrated i really like, you know, moving champions from one show to the other, you know, I could see Theory getting drafted to Monday Night Raw and then Bronson going to Friday Night SmackDown, which means Friday, uh, Bronson, Mr. Nice Guy uh, is going to win your, um, is going to win the three way. So the story has been told. Yeah. Cause they, they could set Lashley up as a, as a challenger for Brock or for Roman, I guess. You know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a bad challenger. I just, oh man, I just hurt my heart though with the whole <laughs> laid out the booking there with the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. I was like, son of a beasting. Now we have who I think is going to be steel in the draft, which is LA Knight yeah. versus Butch. And now going back to what I was talking about, how the WWE tries to make you forget and remember stuff. The WWE went back to when LA Knight went and confronted 
the brawling brutes, and I thought that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. But I'm a kind of a mark for uh, LA Knight. So they, you know, talked about, you know, um, who's going to feed. <laughs> who's going to feed. Who's going to feed. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> man, what a dick. But I, it was, it was. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem with awesome. that, though, is I, that would have made more sense if they just hadn't, <laughs> like, drafted groups together earlier, you know? So I was like. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, they've been doing this whole thing leading up to the draft. <laughs> About, ooh, what if they split you guys up? Ooh, what if they split you guys up? But now they're not splitting anybody up. They're just grouping people together. I don't know. But yes, that, just was, that was hysterical. I thought it was big really Big lumps good. of teams, yeah. So uh, so I like the, uh, hey, don't forget about this. We don't want you to forget about this. But hey, this isn't the story we wanted uh, Cody to finish. So now uh, Cody is going to be looking to finish a story with um, Brock Lesnar. You're going to have now with the draft and the brand splits – you're going to have like brand specific pay-per-views and it's going to do it's going to do whatever um, for business. So we have a match. It was um, I thought it was a fun match. The crowd was really into it. And when L.A. Knight is coming down, I wish he would slow it down a little bit because he was walking. He was walking with a purpose. And uh, so they announce um, L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. I, and if they were to slow it down, the crowd would instantly be into it and um the, it would almost become like a it would almost become like a replacement for the what. And that was that was an and I've been thinking this since um LA Knight started doing that that yeah thing and then we had um I think it was Van Fleek did an interview with with Stone Cold and Stone Cold talked about doing away or, you know, how LA Knight can get rid of the what chance by by his by his yeah, because he's that over, which means whatever show he gets drafted to, he's gonna instantly fall into that intercontinental or United States title. Um I'd like to see him on Monday night, because eventually I'd like to see him and Cody um in a match. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I mean I think it would be nice I think it'd be a good Good match between him and Roman, but Roman's going to get to his um, his thousand days, and you know it is uh, it is what it is. And shit, he may get to fifteen hundred days at this point because there 2000. won't be a draft. You all the way to two thousand, yeah. So I mean, he'll um, yeah. So it's um, he'll retire the, yeah. the champion. Golly, man! I mean, who who yeah. who who who's going to beat him? Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't going to be Cody. And now you put Cody in a different brand, so it's still not going to be Cody. And you totally so now this compounds the whiff on WrestleMania, yep. like totally com- like a compound fracture. Oh man, it's in the bone. That was a Ace Ventura event um, reference. So we get uh, we get some folks drafted. P.S. Michael Hayes is talking about um, the fourth pick going over to the blue brand is Edge. Wow. I was really surprised. So you had um, Gunther and uh, Giovanni and Ludwig. And I really dig Ludwig. Um, he's uh, just like, just he's a nasty heel. He's a really good heel. Um, but yeah, so you get uh, Edge gets drafted. And so now he's on Friday, which now tells me, okay, cool. He's done with Judgment Day. So I feel much, much better about that. Now we can move him on. Um, finish up the rest of the year. Maybe Christian comes back to the WWE or like what he said, he's still got one more year of elite uh, wrestling. So, 
you know, hey, we'll do uh, we'll do whatever. I'm I'm into it. So so Edge gets drafted, and then the original Bro gets drafted. Yeah, so now he's uh, he's been drafted to Raw. So now Raw has the original Bro, which now you can sort of see even be, you know with the fourth pick how how the roster is going to start you know kind of settling out. Um, SmackDown is going to be this showy showy show if that if that makes sense and then monday night raw you're you're there's a better chance of you being able to see more wrestling yeah because you're gonna have cody you're gonna have gunther um you're the gonna old have, school guys yeah yeah so i think i think that's good so uh the 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 pick gets announced and michael cole now goes through reviews everything and michael cole has been doing really really good work it was entertaining, and Michael Cole used to be, oh, man, he used to grind my gears. But <laughs> anyway, so now we get announced. Now we're going to have a, a, a three-tag team match, and it's the Street Profits, LWO, and Ricochet, and Braun Strowman. Now, we'll just sum this up with the Street Profits just got drafted. You saw Zelina Vega on the show, and LWO was on the show. They haven't been drafted yet. So I was like, okay, well, two of these teams have not been drafted. One of these tra- teams has been drafted. Let's get the team that's already been drafted, get them a little shine. That's kind of like even before anyone even hit hit the mat. Uh, Montez Ford, again, looks like a star. Kudos to uh, Angelo Dawkins, uh, uh, prior Marine, simplified dog. And they get, uh, they get a pin. It was a fun match. And they they went back and relived the um, Braun throwing ricochet, <laughs> and uh, Braun did much better this time. So kudos to uh, to Braun, <laughs> and congratulations to the uh, Street Profits getting a win. WWE's gotten really good at these multi team tag match things because uh, they did the the two at WrestleMania that were really good. They've done a couple of these triple like they've got a little formula here that works pretty well. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. So we get uh, the round three. Uh, Teddy Long and JBL come on. They announce their picks. And uh, seeing JBL on, I'm thinking to myself, man, that was really weird. Like, he was just on TV all the time with uh, Baron Corbin. And then he disappears. Now Baron is off, you know, with the Usos in, the, in irrelevancy. But, you know, hey, so you get to JBL, Teddy Long. They announce some picks. The Almighty is moving from Raw to SmackDown. And I was like, wow, that is pretty nice. And then we get Drew going to Raw. That was another one that surprised me. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's been injured. He hasn't been on TV. He's upset. So now you're like, wait a minute. Don't tip your hand. Don't like, what What did, um, uh, who was the producer on Busted Open? Gabby? Gabby, yeah. She used to say, don't spill the tea, you know, like with gossip and stuff. Like you literally just spilled the tea when you drafted McIntyre, you know. So now he goes from blacking out to getting drafted. Like you're not going to waste a draft pick. So now he's going to show up, be repackaged and or are whatever. They, it could totally be a, a ploy for WWE saying, no, Edge and, Edge and Drew aren't going anywhere. That's true. Yeah, that'd be uh whew, They didn't know nice Roderick little- Strong was leaving. <laughs> wow. Oh, by the way, you might want to update your roster. Yeah, he was supposed Check to be drafted, uh, you know. Yeah. Check with payroll. Make sure he's still not on the payroll. And uh, so Drew McIntyre gets gets drafted. 
and then you get the entire OC over to SmackDown. And I'm a huge Mia Yim fan. Um, I love Carl Anderson, and nothing against uh, Luke Gallows, but um, his uh, machine gun character when he was at New Japan, Oof, just uh, freaking awesome. So kudos to them. They get uh, they all go over together, and I really hope that they do something. Either they and like if they come out with a women's like United States title, like I was saying, like the Lady of Liberty title or whatever. I think that would be really cool. And uh, Booker T has even talked about it. And then The Miz is heading or staying. I guess he's staying uh, with Raw. So it's like, okay, so now I've got my board. I'm like, oh, Miz would be really good. You know, how he sort of ad-libbed WrestleMania, especially with Snoop. You know, he he shows his versatility. He's a, a two-time Grand Slam champion. And then Zelina Vega comes out, and she's got this headdress on. Just the way she was moving, the he- she, she stayed on a straight line, and that headdress <laughs> did not move. It didn't, like, yeah. shift back and forth. I was like, dang, that is respect. Good job to her uh, chiropractor. So she they have a match, and, and I don't want to say out of nowhere, but the most dangerous move in professional wrestling... Uh, she hits the uh, roll-up and gets the victory against Sonia Deville. And Sonia is another one of those examples of wrestlers or superstars who have been started and stopped yes. so many times. And I wish they would just put her, Shayna Baszler, and Ronda Rousey together and make them the most badass woman faction ever the Selena Vega match that we just talked about uh, with Rhea Ripa coming out at the end and then, uh, you know, going for that Riptide and Selena Vega turning Man. around into a DDT. I was like, oh, you know, yeah. we know she probably won't get her. And I think they even talk about that. Rey Mysterio and um, I forget the other LWO member kind of talked to her in the back about, hey, you know, oh, but look Santos at me. Escobar. Yeah, Santos Escobar. And Ray's like, yeah, but look at me. I beat like Kevin Nash. I don't think he says Kevin Nash, but I beat some of the biggest guys out there. Uh, and I, you know, you can do it and, you know, pumping her up for the Puerto Rican show, which is a good way to sort of maybe let us think she might win. I don't think she will. I don't think Ray's going to use it on her first defense. Um, but. You know, it puts a little bit in there to where you're going to have a couple of those false finishes at the pay-per-view. You're going to go, oh, no, okay, no. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's always good to see Rhea on the TV. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, like the other the other part of it, too, is like she's eligible, eligible to be drafted next week so or uh, Monday. So it's like, okay, you know, great match. I really loved Zelina's gear and it. Whether it was or it wasn't, I felt like it was a homage to um, Eddie Guerrero with the frames and uh, flames. So whoever whoever did her great gear, um, you know, shout out to the shout out. I yeah, thought she's that always got awesome. some really good gear. Yeah. So they did. Uh, so they had the pep talk out in the back. Um, AJ Styles is back, which is only going to bolster any roster that. Um, you know, that they're part of, you're going to be able to see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and Mia Yim. I can't say enough good things about Mia Yim. When she, when she got offboarded and uh, went over to Impact, she had some freaking awesome matches. So I'm, you know, I'm super excited. Speaking so, of Impact, you saw uh, Naomi showed up there last night, like officially. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Or Trinity I tweeted, Fatu. Uh, 
Trinity Fatu. I tweeted out uh, a couple of um, angles of her entrance. So kudos to Trinity coming out. And um, she sort of priced herself out of the market with um, New Japan a little maybe too invested with Monet. But I thought it was really cool. Did you see um, Monet was in, in attendance at the show? She <laughs> she was uh, she had this big freaking um, hat and sunglasses and stuff trying to stay low key. So kudos to her and, you know, repping her girl. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And I hope, you know, I hope that doesn't mean that the Usos are going to leave and go to Impact. And did you see uh, Monet is going to be in the New Japan Women's G1 Tournament? I did, uh, yeah. That's Willow Nightingale and a couple other people. I was like, oh, that's going to be a good tournament. Yeah, I love Willow's character. I think yeah. I think that's going to go a long way. So super cool. So uh, so now we get the uh, Heartbreak Kid and uh, uh, another uh, Devil Dog Road Dog Jesse James, who uh, he comes out or Brian James um, comes out, and they now are going to announce some draft picks. Now I don't know how you felt about seeing seeing this part, but with him coming out, I thought. Okay, cool. This is when we're going to start grabbing NXT folks because it he sort of tipped his hand him him coming out whatever. So the next big swerve that got me a couple of them on this one. Yeah, they drafted as a collective. They drafted Damage Control, and I thought to myself, um, self, what are you seeing right now? Because in my brain, I'm like, okay, SmackDown. They're drafting. They're ready to go. Wait a minute. Did you just say damage control? Because EO Sky has a match against Bianca Belair. Like everything is pointing toward damage control breaking up. And then they turn around and draft, you know, draft them all together. And then I just, I was so thrown. Uh, like I was, I didn't even know to, I didn't even hear um, Nakamura get drafted because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? Which sucks because Nakamura is a huge get for any roster because, I mean, he's the king, like the king, not Jerry the King Lawler. Shout out to Jerry. Hope you're doing better. Um, But he's the king of strong style and bro. Like him getting drafted, uh, being a pick, being a focal point, uh, heading to uh, Monday Night Raw, you put him and you put Gunther in a ring. Shoo! That would be another really cool match, like if the WWE had a like an international like title, like how they used to have the European title. Um, dude, that would be a 
banger, and uh, I hope we get to see it. So, what'd you think of uh, what'd you think of that round? Uh, it was good. You didn't talk about the NXT call ups though. No, not yet. So, you yeah. ready? Yeah, those were the Drum surprises roll. that I thought were pretty Drum interesting. Drum roll, please. So, I was super excited. I was super excited with um, HBK coming out because I was like, okay. And I knew they weren't. So, because they drafted, and this is like my WWE brain, because they drafted some of the champions already, I thought to myself, okay, they're not going to grab like the A-listers until Monday because they've already grabbed uh, Cody. They've already grabbed Roman. Um, you, you've you already got the prelude for the tag team match with the uh, Usos and um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, so they don't want to distract everybody. But when they uh, the number eight pick for SmackDown announces the NXT tag team champions on the women's side, Alba Fire and uh, Dawn. I thought, uh oh, here we go. And uh, I love Road Dog. If you didn't like that pick, you're really not going to like this one. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, you might lose your smile because Indy Hartwell is uh, currently your NXT women's champion. However, she's moving over to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. 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 Man, and her and Rhea Ripley, ooh, that's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. Because you know that's what eventually we'll get to. Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised. I I thought maybe like Roxanne Perez or Tiffany Stratton, well, although I think Tiffany Stratton just got injured. But, you know, I figured some of the other people in that match from WrestleMania weekend would get called up and Indy Hartwell would be safe there as a champion for a while. So very surprised when they called her. I, I think it's deserved. I think she showed out and, and showed what she can do. Um, and then the tag, I, again, I don't watch a lot of NXT, so I know of these people, I don't know them like enough to talk about them. But the fact that they pulled their tag team champions was like, whoa, okay. Hell yeah. So we get, uh, so now we've got your, uh, your NXT women's champion, who's a um, Australian. She is... Uh, you know, so she's gonna have. She's eventually gonna relinquish the title because they've already said NXT is going to close out uh, storylines before they transition. Now, Indy Hartwell was actually injured during the three-way dance on at uh, Spring Breakin, and the original plan was that um, Tiffany Stratton was going to win. So I thought Tiffany Stratton got injured. No, so it was Indy Hartwell. Did you see she had the boot on? No, I didn't notice it. Okay. Yeah, I got so my names bust- mixed up then. Okay. Yeah, so she twerked her... Uh, twerked? Twerked. <laughs> tweaked her ankle. <laughs> twerk it, twerk it. Uh, so Tiffany Stratton, and, and I'm a huge Tiffany Stratton because she was a, a fan. She was... Uh, she's like a, a no-kidding athlete, and she's a... She's a cross between like a Rhea Ripley because she's got that build. Uh, Charlotte... Valkyrie. And Ty Valkyrie, yeah, that's a that's a good one, yeah. She reminds me of like a Rhea and Ty mixed together. Yeah, so I think uh, I think Tiffany when she moves to the to the main roster, I think she's gonna be awesome. And plus, her her character is so WWE that like she's a no like she's a can't miss like if that if yeah I can't yeah. So we get uh, the NXT Women's Champions. Uh, tag team champions, they get drafted. The NXT women's champion uh, gets drafted. Kudos to her. They're heading to the main roster and, um, you know, sort of, um, I don't know, like a 
nonsensical, like didn't make sense. Then they announce, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to have a uh, NXT Women's Championship Tag Team match. Oh, huh. yeah. So you're telling so you're me telling that me they're going to lose. The titles. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what I think they should do is, uh, and I don't get paid to think, but what I think they should do is uh, maybe not a ladder match or whatever, but have a three-way match um where they're you know they're in the they're in the arena they're not defending the championships you get the new champions they present the titles and then they move on i think pretty deadly is going to get drafted i think bron bron breaker is going to get drafted um i'd like to see waller get drafted but i think he will wear the uh nxt title at some point and um and then move on, and we'll see Cameron Grimes. I don't know if he'll get drafted or if he'll just show up on a show, but you'll get uh, you'll get a little bit of that. So we get done with that round. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is sitting there talking, hey, I'm happy to be drafted, and this is awesome. And I don't know if you've seen some of the photos that Karrion Cross has been posting on social media that um, Shinsuke and Karrion used to train together in uh, martial arts. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, Karrion attacks him in the back. And I was like, dude. And I really dig what um, what uh, Scarlet and Karrion bring. And I wish, I wish they could, like, focus them correctly. And, you know, again, I don't get paid to think and I don't have uh, any creative control. What? You don't? Yeah. But the Karrion cross... That made the largest impact on the roster was that bald-headed monster. See, I've I've never been a Carrying Cross fan. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know why his haircut bothers me so bad. But <laughs> uh, you know, he needs to uh, he needs to go back to the bald-headed uh, monster that he was. Him and Scarlet. Him and Scarlet with the greatest entrance in professional wrestling next to Ric Flair. Um, and maybe, maybe Judgment Day. I think Judgment Day is a really cool entrance, but yeah. So the draft is done. They go through everybody's rosters are now, um, and I'm air quoting set. And we cut to a commercial. Now, the commercials did not bother me one bit. <laughs> they never do. Which, they never bother me. Yeah. So they didn't bother me. They were very timely. It didn't interrupt any matches, any flow. I wasn't sitting there going, holy shit, I thought he was going to get pinned. And now we're cutting a commercial. I guess he's not getting pinned. And then we go to the match of the difference between being part of the bloodline or being in the ocean. And the crowd in Corpus freaking stinking Christie was digging it. And you get your uh, Usos, the ones. Not um, anymore. Yeah, they're, uh, I don't even think they're, they're the stinky twos. deuces. Yeah, I don't even think they're twos, man. I think they're like. This match was good, though, man. A lot of great false finishes. Um, if the Usos are listening, um, I'm guilty of it, too. You know, Jimmy, we, you know, we could go and do like a, some kind of fitness challenge. And get back on track. Uh, Jimmy looked like he was out of gas. Yeah. So I noticed that it, and the she- night after WrestleMania, or 
sometime Man. right there. He looked like he put on some weight very fast. And yeah, I noticed it in, in some of their work lately that he's been kind of not taking his shirt off like he used to, a little more tired. So I, I'm my guess is he's working through an injury. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, maybe it's like a you know a low T hormonal injury, you know, thyroid, you know, something. And um, I was like, man, I'm in the market for a combat bike, one of those bikes where you, um, you there's resistance with your arms and your bike. I have a a um, sort of like a Peloton and you can, it uh, shifts when your Love body weight shifts and stuff. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, Jimmy, you know, your uh, Trinity's off on uh, the impact roster. You know, when you're on the road, I need you to, you know, focus, get your gas back up. He looked like he ran out of gas. Jay is outside the ring. Jimmy takes the pin, the winner, and still your unified, undisputed tag team champions is Kevin Owens fight Kevin fight Sammy freaking stick and Zane. What'd you think? Oh man, it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. I'm intrigued by the solo stuff because you see the stuff between Heyman and him in the background. Hey, it's your night. You do what you got to do. The phone call. The phone yep. call. He tapes his thumb up. And he sends him out there and I'm like, okay, is he going out there to spike Jay and Jimmy? Is he going out there to cause, you know, to give them the win? But, but he gets and jumped. Then here comes the bro. Yeah. Matt Riddle gets him. I'm like, oh. What? So I, I thought that was a good twist to it. Good way to close the show. Again, it ended with that, like, what what was Solo going to do? So I enjoyed that part of it. So now I'm curious, Does the do the Usos get drafted to SmackDown and have to deal with Roman? So maybe that's the storyline they're going to go with is uh-huh. the Usos uh, versus the Bloodline going forward. And maybe that's the story they're going to tell. And maybe Jimmy's going to be the one to take the title at WrestleMania. Who knows? What? Right? Like, think about it, though. Like, oh, my God. God. That would be a good way to do it. If you wanted Dude. to have somebody as your baby face, that's what I would do. I, I would bring, I would draft the Usos. I, I would draft Kevin and Sammy to Raw, draft the Usos to SmackDown. So you end the feud. It's over. They've beaten them twice. It's done. I agree with that. I think we need to just be done. The Usos aren't the tag team champions. I personally think we should split the tag team championships back up. You get the. You know, so if um, they might, they might still do that. Yeah. So if you get the the um, Sammy and Kevin get drafted to Monday, they get their own unified, undisputed tag team championships. Those go over. Now we get the world tag team champions over on Friday, and now you can have you know a clean you know a clean break. And yeah, I think that would be <laughs> yeah. yeah, like split the two of them up so there's no more feud. You've got Roman coming out, just berating the Usos, oh, sh- and then now you've got the Usos going against Roman, which is full circle because that's how it kind of started was with Jimmy not wanting to join and thinking his brother was getting brainwashed. So now we're back to that storyline. Yep. Because, you yeah, know, man, WWE book stories like four or five years out. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. I think, um, I think that's probably the way they're going to go. You build Jimmy up as the next threat, and maybe he's the one who take, beats him. Maybe not. Maybe in the meantime, you're building somebody else in the background. Or he's the guy that distracts Roman enough. For whoever it is. Where someone bang, you know, someone comes in. If, like, I really don't want to see, uh, I'm interested too, like, what is the uh, Roman's championship going to be? Is he going to come out just with the black universal championship? Or are they going to make a new undisputed universal championship? I hope that's what they do. Or, yeah, no, I I thought, so like my usual commercials, uh, they did a couple of the A&E series that we've got, the Rivals, 
the legends and the hidden treasures. Um, there were a couple of local commercials that made me really hungry. Culver's kept coming up. Um, I love their uh, their uh, milkshakes. They tear my no stomach up, but it's absolutely worth it. And like you said, I'm I'm super interested. The way, <clears throat> what do you remember? You remember the ending, right? And as they panned back, you had uh, Solo coming out from the curtain, but he's still on the far side of the railing behind the section that's ringside because he couldn't get to the ring. And was he going out there to save the Hurt match help, yeah. for the Yosos? Or was he going out to ensure that the Usos did not win? So the uh, yeah, are we going to see a confrontation on Monday night? Are we going to see something? Probably not uh, to next SmackDown would be my guess, or after Backlash even because they got the triple threat at Backlash still. Yeah. So you, are you going to see some kind of swerve um, at Backlash? And yeah, like now the loyalty solo, is questioned. I, and I you're bet like, Solo well, turns on them in Backlash. I bet Solo tags in, turns around, spikes one of them, and leaves. That's what and I would do. And they're all standing there like, bro. Yeah, that's how I would and, do it. Uh, yeah. So, Jimmy, I think Jimmy takes the pin, um, and, you know, now they're on the they're on the re- irrelevancy train. So, so real quick, but, uh, I just looked up the other draft picks that went down uh, Saturday morning. Oh, on Lowdown, yeah. So, the Viking Raiders in Valhalla are going to Raw. Dexter Loomis is staying on Raw. Candice LeRae staying on Raw. Maximum Male Models staying on Raw. Hit Row stays on SmackDown. Almost with MVP are free agents. Mustafa Ali is a free agent. Dolph Ziggler, free agent. Von Wagner, free agent. Um, Lacey Evans staying on SmackDown. Natalia going from Raw to SmackDown. I thought she was on SmackDown. <laughs> Apollo Crews, uh, Raw, uh, going to Raw from NXT. So he's coming wow. back up from NXT. Oh. Intercontinental champion right there. Yep. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville going to Raw from SmackDown. To Raw. So that yep. tells me that my indie god is coming to the WWE. <laughs> Zoe Stark going uh, goes to Raw from NXT. That's a huge get right there. Yep. And JD McDonough goes to Raw from NXT. What? Yep. Are you freaking serious? Yep. Wow. I'm sorry. I got Natalia wrong. Natalia goes to Raw from SmackDown. Wow. I, I JD McDonough. JD McDonough from oh going uh, to goodness. Raw from SmackDown or from NXT. What? Holy cow. He has been, damn. JD McDonough has been, for, for, our, for our peeps that watch NXT, he has been, man, he has been there so close. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, freaking JD McDonough. Wow, he's gonna have some really good matches. I'm now. I want to excuse me. Now I want to see where um, the brawling brutes are gonna go. If he's gonna get into a tag team with someone, I think him and Sami Zayn would get have a good match because their styles would uh, make some really good fights. Um, man, JD McDonough, <laughs> I can't out, dude. I am outside of my skin right now for what Monday Night Raw is gonna be. Yeah, so that. That wraps up our thoughts on SmackDown. I say we skip Rampage today for right now because for our listeners, some behind the scenes, I switched uh, cable over, did not set up the new DVR and thought it was on tonight and I had time and we didn't realize it was switched to an earlier time on Friday, not a later time on Saturday. So I have not watched Rampage yet. So it's going to be a little <laughs> hard to review it 
I can watch it today. Maybe we'll hit a quick review on it maybe later, or I'll do a, a solo if you want something later, maybe tomorrow or, or Tuesday when we record our Tuesday show, we could talk about Rampage real quick if you're cool with that. Yeah. Some of the backstage, some of the behind the scenes stuff that occurred. Uh, I'm a huge Jay Lethal fan, the Machismo character. I wish he would bring that back. Um, that Cash Wheeler, Jay Lethal, like we had talked about, was a, a star better, his uh, counterparts match with... Jeff Jarrett. So. I did see the thing with Ty and Sammy. I thought that was really cool. Man, thought Taya that was Valkyrie, really good stuff. Or I'm sorry, Taya Mello. Conte, or Ty Mello, yeah. Um, just like she is just growing. Uh, ju- uh, Hart, just crazy. Oh, Julia Hart, man. Yeah. Damn. Um, Jay had a really good match. Just. There were some really good matches, some really good uh, pieces of business, I guess, for the lack of better terms. And it's such a short show. Um, I'm just not feeling this whole current, like, Ricky Starks uh, piece. I think he deserves better unless he has said, I'm not resigning. I'm going to WWE with uh, Cody or whatever. Like, yeah, And that could be. And I think he'd be fine. I, th- I think he'd do well on the uh, WWE roster. Um, impact. I don't think. Well. He'd go, mean, he go he'd go WWE if he went anywhere. He'd go WWE. He would go WWE. Yeah, because he's a Cody guy. So, so uh, also next week, starting uh, Saturday, breaking news: Your boys, Jay Tilly, Ellie Jer, are going live and nationwide as part of a tremendous network that has brought us in and given us the opportunity to interact with you, the fans, the fam, the faithful. Of the No Shave Man Cave. Bam! Yes. There it is. I am yoked it to is the nines. going to be on the Fantasy Sports Corporation Network, which will be live on Rumble and Boom. on YouTube, uh, going out every Saturday night from 8 to 9 o'clock. We are going to be live. We're going to be taking questions live on the air, uh, trying to answer them if we can. It's going to be kind of hard because it's going to be oh, very we're structured. We're going to answer them. But, oh, uh, we're going to answer oh, We're going to answer every one of them. Every single one. Every single one, whether it's before or after the show, we will get to you. What are you wearing? Nunya. Hey, <laughs> by the way, the challenge in the Fantasy Sport Corporation Network, ah, that's a lot to say, FSC Network, is they have a challenge every week who can get the most viewers. So we're going to have to drum up those wrestling fans and get them out there to see us. How do we do that? On our social medias, at No Shave Man Cave, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Hit us up, follow us. Give us a tweet, give us an inst, uh, give us a TikTok, give us a YouTube like. We appreciate all the love and support. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, we've noticed there's a lot of people that out there that listen that don't necessarily subscribe. It's easy, it's free. Hit that subscription button. Even if you don't listen to us every day, hit it. You'll know what we're coming out. Put it on if you want to. But just uh, just let it play, enjoy it. And uh, every day we usually release content, whether it's reviews, reactions, Whatever we're going to talk about, uh, we've got a podcast coming up where we're kind of talking about our vision on Veterans Championship Wrestling, which is our parent company to the No Shave Man Cave. We got some ideas on that. We're going to hash it out on a podcast and send it out for you guys and gals. So enjoy. Please subscribe. And it's time for that hot tag quick finisher by Ellie Jer. Here he goes. Bump and feed, bump and feed. And if you can't follow us on YouTube, if you can't follow us on Twitter, if you can't follow us uh, via email at noshavemancave at gmail.com. Wow. Uh, come hit us up on Slack. 
or come follow us on Rumble. I'm dropping videos on Rumble every other day and uh, adding, um, you know, exclusive content from uh, our uh, No Shave Man Cave. So come check us out. To all of our brothers and sisters quick, in quick arms. Note, quick note. Uh, hey, sorry to interrupt. What I'm also going to start doing is dropping these video recordings of the podcast on Rumble. So yeah, was, uh, they may not go out the exact same day we send the podcast out, but by the end of the week, we will upload these onto Rumble also. Yeah. Rumbling, bumbling. Nobody circles the wagons like uh, like the Buffalo Bills. Remember uh, Chris Berman? Go Dolphins. But, uh, no, hey, so we'll uh, we'll keep it live and nationwide. We're going live next Saturday and uh, super excited to interact with the fans and uh Let's uh, let's show the network what we're all about. So, to our brothers and sisters in arms, thank you for your service. Some gave all, all gave some. And uh, if you are in any form or fashion of distress, please dial 988-988. If you are in need or any form or fashion of distress, please get help. Someone is thinking of you, and we love you, and we need you here every day. So, stay safe. Look out for each other. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.